What is up, everyone, and welcome back to the Nonstop Baseball Podcast. Here we are with episode 12. What is up? I am Noah. I am here with Brian, the man who has his as happy as he's ever been uh, in June for baseball because he just won the most exciting bet in baseball history. And the Giants currently have the best record in all of baseball, so Ooh. I'm as happy as can be. Oh, yeah, as happy as can be. And with the man who recently graduated, got a new job, and moved into a new apartment, he's as happy as he is tired. We here with Adam. Yay. Yeah, probably good to know he's probably happier than me with my team being in first place. <laughs> a lot of good stuff been going on out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just Con- busy. Congratulations. Also, uh, not jealous of all the moving stuff. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not great. It kind of yeah. sucks. You gotta love it though. Um, but uh, yeah, and in this episode, we also have a little interview with Adrian, uh, the listener who mm-hmm. lost the bet. We'll throw to that in a little bit. But first off, um, well, you guys know, you gotta, if you love in the podcast, support us, uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at nonstopbbpod. Give us some good reviews on Apple Podcasts, five stars, write some funny things along the way too. It's always fun. And- if there's a team you are a fan of and you kind of want to maybe, maybe we're not giving the team enough love and you want to come and like give your case for that team. We'll love to have you on to talk about. your. Yeah. Team. Yeah. Hit us up. We'd love to have you on for a little 10, 15 minute segment. Just talk about your team. Yeah. We love getting different perspectives. That was really one of the really fun things about the Adrian interview, which I thought was really good, but I won't talk about that too much. I'll let you guys experience that later. Um, but yeah, I think first off, we'll start off with some, uh, standings look in. Um, so Brian, what are you thinking? What, how are you feeling about the standings right now? Bro, I, I can't be in a better place. Giants are eight and two in the last week. They're looking great. I mean, they went to Los Angeles and, or Los Angeles came to San Francisco, I believe. And they split the series with them one, one in a two game series. Uh, I'm okay with that. That's going to happen. And they've currently won the first three against Chicago, who was a really hot this team, even sweeping the Padres to start the week. So the Giants are looking good. It's kind of my thought on them. I do have one fun stat I want to talk about another NL West team. Should I go with that right now too? Go for it, yeah. Do it. Yeah, so I want to look at the Colorado Rockies because, you know, you see their record, they're 23 and 36, and you're like, man, that's bad. But then you look at their home record, they're 19 and 14. And then you look away and they're four and 22. I just, I, I didn't think we've given enough love to the four and 22 road record. And oh. man, that is brutal. Yeah. So some teams are road warriors. They are whatever the exact opposite <laughs> is. Yeah. It's uh, definitely not something you're going to love if you're a Rockies fan. Something that is cool is kind of the big piece in the Nolan Arenado trade, Austin Gomber, their pitcher. Um, he's rocking a 1.3 ERA at home. The any big pitcher, gomb. Yeah, dude. Anybody rocking a 1.3 ERA at home at Coors, like you gotta give some props to, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. Hard to do. I don't know if yeah, you guys do you guys ever just see a name and then the name makes you think that the player is just not gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so unfair. It's so unfair for me to do, but I just see like Gomber and I'm like, 
Yeah, I can't, that's not a big league name. No, yeah, I but mean, then you get it. Then you get names, and you're just like, that guy's got to be awesome. Like yeah. Jazz Chisholm. That Jazz dude's yeah, got to be sick. Yeah. <laughs> no disrespect to the big gomb. I hope you have the <laughs> most success. But it's just, it's just funny. No, he definitely does sound like a pitcher. You'd look at the box score, and he gave up eight runs on the day. So <laughs> it, it'd just be like that sometimes. But he's not doing that. Yeah, no, he's doing the opposite of that in cores, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. What, what about, about you, Adam? Adam? Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> both talking the same page at the same time. Oh, yeah, everybody on the same page. Um, I don't know. I, I think that the the interesting division, I'm sure me and Noah will both talk about, is the AL East. Uh, the Yankees have just been bad lately, like real, like cause for a lot of concern if you're a Yankees fan. Although I have no sympathy for you if you're a Yankees fan. Um, I, I mean, it's the evil empire of baseball. You think I care if they lose? Um, okay, fair enough. <laughs> but they've been falling uh, pretty hard, which is uh, just just an interesting thing to watch because you see a team that is on paper should be so much better, and they they just aren't right now. Yeah, that's that's definitely an interesting point there. And I think before I talk about the Red Sox, I'll talk about my non-homer take on the standings and it's that like i think every week i look at the nl central and i can convince myself another team is going to take the division yeah. um <laughs> especially now with uh, jack flaherty uh and the oblique like strain though it sounds like it's really bad yeah. um if yeah i guess we could talk about that just for a second i guess he's he uh you know strained it a little bit pitching and then went to hit and then it got a lot worse there um so no official timetable yet, but all the rumors are that it's going to be a long time. Um, We're getting to a point where we have to talk about like a standard DH, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's coming next joke. year. It's got it to be coming next year. Yeah. Dude, honestly, for the longest time, like I'm a diehard National League fan, grew up a Giants fan. Like I love the pitcher hitting like Madison Bumgarner, some great moments. But man, after like experiencing the DH and all its potential last year in the COVID season, Man, I, I miss it. I definitely miss it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But now, yeah, back to that central, you know, the Cubs still tied for first with Milwaukee. They've got a solid run differential at plus 29, but Milwaukee eight and two over the last 10 and Yelich looks like he's starting to hit the ball hard. I've watched in the last few games starting to make some solid contact. And then Cincinnati, you know, they're four games out, but you know, that's not the worst place to be right now. And then Vado's supposed to be starting his rehab assignment soon. And eventually Suarez is going to get on fire. I just, yeah, I've, I feel like it. So it's the thing I about Cincinnati is you can't rule them out because their lineup is just so scary. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a team I would want to have to play in the playoffs because do you know what? I might score five runs on them, but they're probably going to score six or seven on us. Like it's a scary team to face. No, yeah, that, yeah, it's, it's a crazy division. It's not the prettiest, like in terms of just like, you know the best baseball every night but it's yeah. it's an exciting one to watch in terms of you know who's going to finish in first but uh now kind of on the red Sox and then transitioning to power rankings at the start of this week i was like oh no red Sox going to be out of the top five because it was two bad losses to the astros and they had the yankees right after and uh but then they came back they took the third against the astros and then they won two in a row against the yankees here too and been looking good um yeah, another six and four of the last 10. They've won three in a row, like I just said. And I could see them. Yeah, I feel like I'm confident that they're going to stay in the top five in the power rankings. Um, but yeah, the Yankees are just, it's just weird. Um, 
they're just not scoring, you know. Jamison Tyone finally looked pretty good uh, last night, but then uh, then Garrett yeah, Cole got yeah. beat up this week, who's been their best. Mm-hmm. So you, and uh, there's maybe a reason that he got. So <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. But that will be interesting. You want to hop into the power rankings then? Yeah. Okay, so last week, so every week we gave our predictions. So the current power rankings have the number five team in baseball being the San Francisco Giants, number four being the Red Sox, number three being the White Sox, number two being the Rays, jumping all the way up from number eight, and then one being the San Diego Padres. So what are your guys' thoughts on last week's power rankings? Any things that stick out to you? I think expected the Rays to jump up, and they did. Um, I'm kind of surprised they jumped all the way to number two. I thought yeah. they would go up. I am a little surprised that it's that high. Yeah, that definitely caught me off guard. Uh, one thing I would say about going into this week, like this new power rankings, I think we will have a new number one team. I mean, the Padres got swept by the Cubs, and then they took two two off the Mets am I saying that right I don't know if they're playing the Mets I think they took two and then lost one more but Sounds I think right. getting swept is enough to take them out of the number one team so the Rays number one then I that's what I was thinking I kind of I'm not sure where else to go I think it would have to be the Rays or the White Sox and yeah lately probably still the Rays yeah probably I don't know what do you think you know I don't know. I have, I have a feeling the Padres are going to be number one again. I mean, that would just, make sense. It wouldn't shock me. <laughs> just they've been so good. Um, and it was interesting. Another thing about this that kind of surprised me was that the Dodgers were out of the top five. Yeah, but I didn't mention that. Yeah, a note about this was usually they come out Monday morning. But I think because of Memorial Day, they came out Tuesday. And I think the Dodgers lost again on Monday. So then they were like, yeah i think that played a little bit into the dodgers and being the, out of the top five well and the giants beat them three games in a four game series so yeah i think that also did not help their case you know looking at the standings the dodgers and the padres are both four and six in their last 10 games it's been a rough last 10 for those two guys yeah they could they could both be dropping granted i don't think either of them are dropping a lot yeah, i just don't know yeah, probably not teams. <laughs> i just don't know who's number one then yeah. yeah, I know. I, I, I don't think there is a clear-cut one. I think there's multiple teams you could argue being there. Yeah. I mean, I know you would love to throw the Red Sox into that conversation, but I think the Rays kind of have it in that division over them. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you're quite allowed to be number one power ranked if you're not the division that is, leader. That is fair. <laughs> you probably should be the division leader to be number one. Though I think I, the Padres at one point were number one when they weren't number one in the West. That makes sense. I mean, the Giants... Yeah people have been giving the giants no love they don't want to believe <laughs> i i think uh but i think you'll definitely see the rays or the white Sox in number one yeah I, I that's right like that. i'd put them there so do we want to talk about who we think the biggest rise and biggest fall is going to be yeah yeah let's look at the rest of these power rankings Ooh, the a's at number seven they're an interesting team to potentially break the top five i know that's not a big jump but um I don't know. They're seven, three. They're getting hot. I don't think they break the top five, but it'd be a fun team to watch. Yeah. I, my biggest jump team is the Brewers eight and two over their last 10. That's what I was going to say. And they're at 15. Yeah. But how high do you see them potentially jumping? So we could put them ahead of the Indians. I'll put them ahead of the Mets. The Cubs. Maybe ahead of the Jays. The Jays. 
the Yankees have been playing bad, so they can yeah, they'll they'll leapfrog probably up into the top ten. Okay. Yeah, Yankees like might it. be the biggest fall. Yeah, I'm trying to think who else. Because the Rangers have been bad, but but they're all they're, they're already oh considered. The bad. Rangers are one and nine, and yeah. yeah, they've been they've been bad. I mean, oh. Yeah, the Rangers yeah. are going to be falling. The, the teams that are that are that have been playing bad are already considered to be playing bad. Like Where the Marlins the, have the been Cardinals bad. Lately. Might be dropping a good amount. They're four and six in their last ten. Four they're game eight. losing streak currently. So they're at number eight. I could yeah. see them falling. Yeah, that's true. They could fall pretty far. Yeah. Um, other than that, I don't know who would be the biggest fall. Let's talk about rises. Who'd be some big rises? Maybe Cincinnati, the Reds. I could see them jumping up a bit. Where are they? Oh, they're at twenty three. Yeah, I could see them jumping up a lot. I could, yeah, I could see the Reds jumping up, Milwaukee jumping Six up. Six and four in their last ten on a three-game win streak. Yeah. Even the Angels, the Angels didn't have a bad week. They're six and four currently on a two-game win streak. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, some interesting teams, but I would definitely say it has to be the Reds, right? Reds or Brewers? Reds or Brewers? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Brewers. I think the thing that's hurting <laughs> the Brewers is they're closer to the top already. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's harder to it's harder to yeah. climb when you're already considered an upper half team. Yeah, it sure. is crazy sure. that the Reds are at 23. Yeah, I mean, I think they kind of had that rough streak when the Giants swept them, and between that and some of their other tough games, just found themselves down there. Yeah, makes sense. Well, any other uh, power rankings thoughts? Uh, yeah. That's about it for me. Well. If that's the case, we're going to send you right now to our excellent interview with our friend and dear listener, Adrian. Enjoy. What is up, everyone? Me and Brian are here with our guy, Adrian, number one fan of the podcast. Going, Adrian. What's going on, guys? I'm sure you've been a little better. You just lost the bet. You gave us a absolute just piece of art shout out on your Instagram story. If you didn't catch that, you got to come over to our Instagram page, posted it there. Cause, oh my gosh, I expected a simple shout out, but it was a rant that was just such of high quality. I absolutely loved it. Thank you so much. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, as we talked about, it just turned into a rant. And I was like, you know what? That's the best shout out I could have ever given you guys. <laughs> yeah. Also yeah, it worked real- out. I'd right, say also real quick, nonstop baseball podcast does not condone filming yourself and driving. Uh, <laughs> pull it over next time, Adrian. Pull it over. <laughs> yeah, I got in trouble by the wife on that one. <laughs> oh, but uh, we got a few questions for you, so I think Brian's gonna hop into the first one. Oh, oh, the first one is Mike Talkman. Can I get some thoughts on him? How are you feeling about Mike Talkman? <laughs> not good. <laughs> Mike Talkman, for those of you that are unsure of what I am referencing to, Mike Talkman robbed the home run off Albert Pujols' bat, which honestly very likely could be a huge difference maker in the Giants' season, and ultimately them ending up in first place by the end of May. Were you watching that game live, Adrian, or did you just catch the highlights after? I caught the highlights, actually. I was actually up at the lake camping, and because we had this wager going on, I was like, okay, I got to follow it. I got to see and then I got some updates, I think, just from the MLB app. And I saw it later on and I was like, holy smokes. And then I started just listening to some podcasts and stuff the following day. And that's what I mentioned in my little rant. 
that, that that could be the turning point. Even though the Giants are playing phenomenal baseball, that still could be the turning point of the season for them. Yeah. Well, you just you were just super furious, I bet, when you saw that come across the screen. Yeah, especially because I saw what happened the following day or the following two games. And I'm like, yeah, that mm-hmm. absolutely turned the entire series. Oh, yeah, because up to that point, they had lost four straight off the Dodgers. It was not looking good. And, I mean, they were up big that night, blew the lead. Like, it was not looking good. And Talkman single-handedly kind of turned it around for the Giants that series. Exactly. And those small little plays, especially because was it – it would have been a walk-off, right? Yeah, yes, that was a walk-off. <laughs> it would have been a walk-off. And that would have just steamrolled the Giants, and the Dodgers would have had all the momentum going into the next – two games Saturday and Sunday yeah no that was a huge difference maker like I think if the Giants end up making the playoffs which I I will admit if they make the playoffs it'll probably be as like the last playoff uh what's it called the um why am I blanking wild card card. that's what I'm thinking of it's probably going to be them finishing in third place and making it but if the Giants do like this is definitely a moment you can look back upon and be like man imagine if they lost that game it could have totally derailed the season yeah, and if the Padres for some reason are in first place at the end of the season, I love the fact that the Dodgers would have to face the Giants in that one-game wild card. Oh, yeah. I think the Giants, especially with the way Kevin Gossman's pitching, are a terrifying team to have to play in one game. In one game, exactly. So I'm, like, sitting here like, ooh, this could be really fun. Yeah, it's going to be an intense wild card game, especially if two NOS teams are playing in it. Exactly. Yeah. Dude, but that that was a tough swing at the end for you because I think Brian and I both at the the last little bit were like, okay, yeah, Padres got this wrapped up, and they were like, oh wait, the Giants still technically have a chance, but it's not gonna happen. And then, oh my gosh, that was... the podcast before that weekend, I think I literally said, yeah, I lost. <laughs> yeah, I, I just was. Yeah. I figured it was over. And as I mentioned to you guys, even when we were making the bet, I was leaning on that four game series and then the weekend before which when is when the giants got swept and then i think the padres ended up losing that's when we got swept by the cubs right uh yeah right. Yeah. yeah so so i mean giants beat the cubs big yesterday so it's great to see love to see that uh <laughs> <laughs> they're they're keep on surprising everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. it's amazing but uh, next question for you. So for the listeners that don't know, Adrian's a longtime hardcore Padres fan. And I'd like to, because there's some big names on this Padres uh, team, but I'd like to get some information from you. Who's one of the non-big name guys that you just, as someone that watches as much as they can of the 162, that you just w- love watching day in and day out? I mean, it's hard because like you said, they're, are the big name guys, but then we have a few guys who are just up and coming. I mean, as I mentioned, Jake Cronworth, second base and utility man. He goes over to short and I think he's played some first as well. Um, he, I think he was came in second as rookie of the year last year. And we got him as the second guy in the, what trade was it? You guys are going to have to remind me. Ooh, I, um, I let me look, look it up, up real quick. Was it the Grisham yeah. trade? That if, if that's the case, that is a great trade. I think it was the Grisham trade. And then come to find out, supposedly within the Padres organization, they said that they're really after Jake Cronworth. And then they just got him as like a supplemental guy. And yeah, so it worked out in our favor. 
So Jake Cronworth, and then as we were talking about behind the plate, um, he's come up big with, I think, four or five hits this season to late in games to come back, and we got us the win, Caratini. But for his offensive as well as his defensive, because he's got that relationship with you, Darvish, and I credit him for the no-no that Musgrove got earlier this season. Um, he's just working with Darvish and knows all of his movement and pitches, and that's leading towards Musgrove using all of those curved sliders and using the pitch mix as he does now. No, yeah, it's it's funny. Uh, also, real quick note: I Cronenworth was part of the Tommy Pham trade. He was a he was oh, a, that's what. So it was. honestly, looking at that trade, that's one of the few times you could really say the Rays lost a trade that badly. <laughs> yeah, they got famine. Yeah, but you, I mean, fam, I don't know. It's it's hard. But for if me you look at like the guys him. the Rays got, Hunter Renfro's not with the team anymore. No. Yeah, Xavier Edwards, I don't even know where Xavier Edwards is right now. Still so, yeah, so it looks like the Padres definitely won that trade over the Rays, which, I mean, the Rays are one of those teams whenever you see your team trade with them, you're kind of a little bit scared because they always seem to win trades. Yeah, I mean, that's what they're known for is they exactly. build these guys up, they trade, they get good prospects, and they continue to have a winning team at least the last three to five years. Yeah, and Drake Cronenworth is definitely someone we haven't mentioned that much on the podcast, but he's having a huge season for the Padres. I mean, I know when the Giants had all those games against the Padres early on, like he Tatis missed a lot of the games, but Cronenworth was one guy I was like pretty scared of every time he came to the plate. No, yeah, definitely. When I wrote this question down, I was like, I have a feeling he's going to say Cronenworth because it's crazy. He's still rookie eligible because last year was a shortened season. But just when you watch him, especially if you – I because a lot of times when I get home from my workout around 7, I'll just watch the Padres and they're on later. And, like, he just – he's a rookie, but it feels like he's already been playing for a few years and you know what you're going to get from him every night, and he's just a real fun player to watch. Yeah, and his, his glove as well has come around, and he's just a solid defender as well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he made some insane plays against the Giants, I remember. He was he, he really stuck out to me because he was a name I knew going in, but mm-hmm. I didn't yeah, realize Cronenworth how Caratini, good he was. And then the third guy would be Grisham in center, even though he's uh, he's injured right now, but he'll be coming back. Oh, yeah, he's he's been huge for them. It's funny, like, because uh, his last play with the Brewers was that, yeah, like, that ball he kicked. Uh-huh. Um, but – Ever since then, he it, it's funny. It seemed like that has not bothered him at all. He's a real confident guy, and he yeah, plays some great defense. And yeah. he got a gold glove last year. Yeah, no, yeah, he's 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 a great player, yeah. and it's 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 really exciting because you got the big names and you got these, you know, Cronenworth and Grisham as being your smaller names are some pretty solid players. Exactly. So uh, the next question we have for you is like you've been a longtime Padres fan, and especially with last year start popping up slam Diego all the hype they were getting the Padres have gained a little bit of a bandwagon fan base around the hardcore fans how do you feel about those additional fans um it's I think it's tough to be honest it's tough but it's also nice because like you're saying I mean back we haven't had a winning season really since 2010, which is when the Giants beat them in the last game of the season and went on to win a World Series. Love and before that, it's been really 20 to 25 years. Um, so it's tough, but it's also exciting because that's what the team needs, you know, and you need the money coming in to support the team, as we've seen with the, all these other big name teams, is you need the following, you need 
the bandwagon what if you want to say that mm. to continue to have that thrive I mean the national media coverage is huge and you just you want the attention because it makes players want to play there and when you have exactly. players wanting to play there it's how you stick uh -oh. around as an elite team long term I think even more so than the attention though to your point Brian is I think the players the players are speaking out and saying like this is the best place that I could have ever come to play baseball and live and have my family come to and yeah, Tatis is definitely a huge part of that too, because people are arguing he's the face of baseball just because of who he is. Like we have Mike Trout, who's, I mean, I don't think many people are going to argue with you if you say Mike Trout's one of the best players to ever play baseball. But the thing about Mike Trout is in a sense, he's kind of boring. Like you don't hear any quotes. You don't see much emotion out of him. Yeah. So, so that, I actually yeah. listened to something the other day and it said, Otani is the best thing that could have happened to Mike Trout because it's taking that, stardom from trout it's trout's not losing it by any means mm -hmm. but mike trout they're saying he never wanted to be the face of baseball exactly and it takes the pressure off him from that aspect exactly and otani's taking some of that from him but it's allowing trout to go out there on a day-to-day -day basis and not have the cameras in his face and do his thing and he's going to be yeah he's one of the best if not the best player to play baseball and definitely in our lifetime yeah for oh for sure and i mean it's super cool i think the Actually, I fully agree with that. I never really thought about that from the Otani standpoint, but that really like makes a lot of sense right there. So, yeah, I mean, and to your point, if you actually go on like the MLB um, Instagram page and you scroll through it, the amount of times that the Padres are on their feed is ridiculous because even last season, it was probably a quarter of it. And the season before that, we probably wouldn't even have been on there unless if it was a negative remark towards the, like it was another team hitting a walk-off or whatever it is yeah so I mean, it's kind of it's fun to see yeah for sure and they got a beautiful stadium which i mean that's i've been to only a couple stadiums but that was probably one of my favorite non-giant stadiums i've ever been to it's beautiful so yeah i love that answer the, you know the more the merrier i'm sure there's some salty long-term padres fans that'd be like you weren't with us in the travis jankowski days <laughs> but uh <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh but yeah, what are you going to say? Luis Perdomo days. Yeah, the Luis Perdomo. <laughs> well, I remember when I used to tell my Giants fans that Luis Perdomo was good. Like there was a chance that he could throw a no-no for the team. Like no joke. He's, he had his shining moments, but then it was like one out of five starts. And it was just like, holy smokes, what's going on? Dude, I've been a Raider fan for a long time. I've convinced myself a lot of players are good when uh, it yeah, exactly. may not always be the truth. <laughs> But yeah, I'm sure all of our uh, hardcore Padres fans have really been enjoying this talk. But now to step outside of just the Padres, what's one thing you want, either a hot take or just one thing you want our listeners to know about some, either a player or a team or some sort of storyline going outside of San Diego? What's something you want to talk about or bring some focus to? Um, I think, I mean, it's going to incorporate the Padres, but I actually like what all these teams are doing. I mean, you look at the projections for the postseason and even the World Series, and there's a lot of people projecting the White Sox versus the Padres. And I'm going to lean more, so, more towards the White Sox here because these small market teams and these teams that have this fire and this younger generation of ballplayers and let the kids play, come on, unwritten rules. La Russa needs to sit down and keep his mouth shut. Um, but yeah, so I like these small, smaller market teams coming out and signing these players and allowing them to do what they want. And as long as they're producing on the field, 
just let them have fun and play the game of baseball and do their thing. Yeah, I love that, dude. A White Sox Padres World Series would be so much fun to watch, like just from a player standpoint and all the just a bunch of really good players to watch play baseball in those two teams. Yeah, will Eloy have returned from the grave by then if in October? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that, that would be a very exciting. There'd be a lot of yelling at each other in that series for sure. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking after I said that though. And after Brian said something is I think there'd be a lot of smack talking, but I don't even think benches would clear. No, yeah. cause I think they're both on like the similar mindset where they're having fun. Yeah. Like neither team I feel like is a team that would take something like, Oh, he's taking a personal shot at me, but both teams are just like, do you know what? They're having fun. We're having fun. Like, Let's go play. I could see I could see Lance Lynn uh, playing a little bit of good old fashioned country hardball and throwing at someone though for sure. But Tony other than that, is gonna storm the field by himself. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Lewis is gonna storm the field at two miles an hour. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But uh no, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Uh Brian, do you have any other questions you want to ask Adrian? Oh man, just go giants. <laughs> Adrian, uh, any uh, last minute comments you want to make before we let you go? Two weeks ago, Brian was talking smack on my boy Tatis, saying that Crawford was a better shortstop. If you look at the stat line, Brian, ever uh, since they moved Tatis to the number four spot, his stats have like quadrupled in the last three weeks. So you got to look into that and you got to see that gotta when somebody it. isn't batting lead, lead off, because he was batting lead off the, the whole start of the season. Now he's in the number four spot and his numbers have just turned around. So yeah, no, I'll definitely, I'll definitely say, uh, I'll definitely say Tatis is a better all around offensive <laughs> shortstop, but uh, look at some defensive metrics. I'll take Brandon oh, no. Crawford right now. Okay. <laughs> That's, That's it. That was back to Brian. <laughs> that was just you could tell that was just sitting inside of you for a long time and you were waiting for it, for it to I have a out. note on my desk and I compared the stat lines the day that I heard that Monday and I was like oh, I love it so off base right now <laughs> but then I think like two days, later, two days later they put Tatis in the number four spot and I thought it was just an ex I think it was an experiment and it lasted and his RBIs have doubled and his home runs have pretty much doubled and everything else has just followed and I'm like okay there it is yeah, I mean, he has the speed, which like is makes sense why they would want to put him lead off, but his bat's just too good to not put him in the four hole. Exactly. So that's but, it. But yeah, thanks. That was a real fun. The shout out was great. This little interview is great. Thanks for being a listener that you are and interacting. You make this podcast so much more fun. And I'm sure we, we're going to have you on another time. It was a lot of fun talking to you. All right. Yep. Thanks. Guys. When the Giants win the division. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> All right. Later. Later. Wow. What an interview. What'd you think of it, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> I love throwing it down. Yeah, that's great. I wasn't there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was <So> moving. <laughs> Adam will be listening to this interview for the first time with you guys. But honestly, it was a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a total blast. I, yeah, I talked about it in the interview, but his shout out was just, it brought so much joy to my day when I saw that. <laughs>
I still think my favorite part of the whole interview was right when we finished it. The first question I got asked is, what do you really think about the Giants? There's no way that you're that high on them. I love yeah, that. Adrian just like can't let himself believe that the Giants are good. And it's really funny. To- <laughs> that's I feel like that's the attitude that any Dodgers or Padres fan holds, though. I would say a lot <laughs> they, of they, they fans re- in general, though. They refuse to allow the Giants to be good. Well, while we're talking about the Giants, let's hop into some injury news. So last night on Saturday, there was a collision between Evan Longoria and Brandon Crawford, the third baseman and shortstop. They were in a shift and the ball was kind of hitting between. I think usually if the ball's hitting between, it's kind of just always going to be Crawford's. And I think because of the shift, Longo didn't really know where Crawford was. And he went after the ball. They ended up gliding. Crawford seems to be okay, even though he is not playing on Sunday, which is today when we're recording this. And Longoria is going to be out for four to six weeks. Um, yeah. One thing I want to note about Long, and it's a shoulder, it's, I don't know what they I call think it, shoulder, shoulder strain. strain. Yeah, shoulder strain. So hopefully Longo gets back, man. He was having a career year. If you look at his baseball savant numbers, he's up there in the top of the league in exit velo and a lot of elite hitting stats and Giants are definitely going to miss him. And actually, Longoria goes on the injured list, makes it the 10th Giant from the opening day roster currently on the injured list, which is pretty crazy to hear that there's 10 Giants from opening day down. And that doesn't even include the ones who are healthy now. So I think it's really showing how much depth the Giants have. And it's impressive that they're still winning games with this many people injured. Yeah, just a shame to see him, as you're saying, just hitting the ball so well all year for yeah. the Giants. Uh, yeah, it's it's some crazy numbers to look at. But, um, yeah, we already talked about Flaherty. And then some positive uh, IL news is that I guess it looks like – we mentioned Votto earlier, but Byron Buxton, George Springer, and Joey Votto are all nearing the start of their rehab assignments. So then hopefully they'll be back on a major league field soon. But um, actually – for those outfielders, man. Buxton, Springer, those are some – big time players. I want to oh, yeah. Back. yeah. But um, yeah, actually we just uh, finished the Adrian interview too. And one thing that he requested is we talk about some all-star stuff since all-star ballots are officially open and it's really early. So I don't know how in depth we're going to get just yet. Um, but I figured one fun thing we do is I filled out a ballot yesterday is my second ballot that I filled out. There was one, I think there was maybe a couple of differences for my first ballot. Um. But yeah, I didn't spend too much time filling it out. <laughs> I just filled it out. But do we want to go each position, both leagues, or one league at a time? Uh, each each like position, both time. leagues. And just so you guys listening know what we're going to do, Noah's just going to throw a name out, and me and Adam are going to give our reactions. Yeah. It's pretty simple. Yeah. I also have a, an all-star ballot filled out, so I can at least throw out what mine are. Oh, yeah, so a, we can say it if we agree or disagree? Later. Yeah. All right, cool. So American uh, League first baseman, I think we're all going to agree here. Vladimir Vladdy. Guerrero Jr. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah sure. it's Vladdy. Any other answer is, is actually just wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> National League first baseman, what do you got, Adam? Uh, I have Frederick. Really? Oh, okay, I would go Max Muncie personally. Yeah, I want Muncie I there too. I probably would go Muncie as well if I if I didn't love uh, Fred Freddie Freeman so much. The, the, to <laughs> fair be enough. fair, I wanted to put Muncie as the second baseman, but he you could only vote for him as a first baseman. I, oh, yeah. really? Okay, there's yeah. someone. Yeah, second base is a little rough in the National League for sure. 
Um, no, second, I think I know. Second baseman, AL, I got Marcus Simeon. Absolutely. He's having an unbelievable year. I definitely think that is the right option too. I mean, I don't think there's another AL second baseman anywhere near him stats wise. No, not right now. And then who do you got for NL second baseman? Uh, NL second baseman is not as much of a standout for me. I'm kind of like between a few different people. There's definitely a standout one for me. Is there? Yeah. Adam Frazier, dude. Yeah. I got, I got Adam Frazier. Dude, yeah, he's lighting it for, up. yeah, he's he's been really good for me. It's between Adam Frazier or just if I want the fun person, Jazz Chisholm. I still think is really fun. Yeah, I think but he's Jazz been injured. Has been, yeah, he's been a little hurt. I think another fun name would be Jake Cronenworth. Cronenworth would be cool too. He's been playing a lot of second base. It just Adam yep. Frazier's stats right now are pretty ridiculous. He's batting three thirty two, yeah, three ninety four really on base percentage, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, I think. um my first ballot, I voted for Jazz, but then this one, I voted Frazier. He leads baseball okay. in hits and doubles. So, yeah. yeah. And then American League third baseman is Devers. Is Devers, yeah. It's, yes, he's the best third sure. baseman in baseball right now. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Hinting at a conversation. I don't know. Yeah, leads <laughs> baseball in extra base hits. It's funny. He's like barely even hit fastballs this year. He just started to do it this last week and he's still like has crazy numbers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, NL third base. I got Chris Bryant here. Ooh. I also had Chris Bryant. Okay. okay. I, I'm going to throw out a different name. I'm going to throw out Austin Riley. Yeah, he's yeah. been. He's been killing it. I'm surprised Chris Bryant's eligible as a third baseman because he's been playing a ton of outfield for them because they've had Patrick Wisdom and Matt Duffy playing a lot of thirds. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of I'm kind of surprised he's eligible as a third baseman. Well, if he's eligible at third, you know, I'm I'm picking him at third. So yeah, I mean that's fair. More than fair. (laughs) And then American League shortstop, who you got? I have Xander Bogarts. I have Xander Bogarts as well. He's he was in a long slump for a bit. He's starting to come out of it, but I still think just all the numbers. He's yeah, he's there. Yep, he's absolutely yeah, there. I mean, yeah, Xander makes sense. I I don't have a better AL shortstop off the top of my head. Yeah, <laughs> NL short should only be one answer. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at like so as you guys are talking this up, I have like uh, batting stats up. Yeah, and I have it sorted by OPS, and I'm just looking through them. <laughs> The name I know you guys are going to say is actually not listed. I believe that's because he's been hurt, though. Yeah, but oh. Fernando Tatis Jr. Oh. I have is. Tatis. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can actually short. throw Brandon Crawford. I would love – I Crawford, yeah. Crawford's look, up I would there be for interested sure. what their total war is compared to each other. It's I probably know, really interesting because Tatis has a ton of errors. Yeah, because Crawford has 2.1 war and Tatis has 2.3. So – his defense has not hurt him enough to be worse than Crawford. Yeah, to be worse. More. Somewhere Adrian is just screaming at his phone or his radio. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. No, I even told him yesterday, like, Tatis is the starting shortstop for the National League. I think Crawford makes the team, but that's yeah. just because they Yeah, I think he's absolutely, yeah, either makes it or as a, as a reserve or something. Especially yeah. if their record's, you know, for like, sure, similar to what it is now. But yeah, then for outfield spot, AL. Oh, no, no catchers. <laughs> oh, my, it's interesting. My ballot has catchers last. Do you want to do catchers right now? Oh yeah. Okay. Mine has it. Mine has it before outfield. I just, this, cause I think it's infields. But. Yeah. For AL, I 
this is one where the first bout I voted something and the next bout I voted something else. And I think my next bout, I might switch back to my first, but for the bout I'm looking at right now, I have Salvador Perez. I also have Salvador yeah. Perez. I think he's the best option. I mean, dude's having yep. a comeback. Yeah. Here. First bout I put uh, Randall and I might switch it back. And I don't know, dude. Grandall's had a really, really weird season. He's had a, I mean, like he's been good. It's just weird. If you look at his stats, cause like, his batting average is pretty low, isn't it? Yeah, I think he's gonna he's gonna make the All Star team pretty easily with that, you know, OPS and yeah, everything. Yeah, it's but... crazy because I think Grandal is a perfect example of modern stats. Like, you look at Grandal in the scope of modern day stats, like he's having a good year. But if you were to look at him through that scope of like, oh, batting average means everything. Like, uh, he's yeah, having yeah, a rough not, season. Not nearly as good. Yeah. Yeah, he leads. All of baseball and walks? Wow, I didn't realize that. Dude can take a walk. Wow. NL catcher? Uh, Buster Posey. It, Travis Darno? I have Darno. Buster Posey. <laughs> I have Buster Posey. No, I have, I have Buster Posey. <laughs> yeah. He's been Buster. phenomenal. He's had an absolute renaissance here. Yeah, man. Started today off two for two. You gotta love it. All right. And then... Uh, Outfield yeah. spots? first outfield spot for al i put byron buxton i did as well yeah you got him even and, even with injury doesn't matter he's just, yeah because i think he he's gonna be I'll, I'll save that conversation um but then uh nl outfield spot i got nick castellanos yep dude yes. i was i would yeah i mean i'm gonna i'm sure it's coming for another outfield spot for the national you actually say all the national league and then we'll talk about it like say okay. all three, because I, I have the Castell- name I'm going to throw out is I have Castellanos, Winker, and Acuna. Same. Okay. Okay. I was going to throw out Winker right now because literally as we're having this conversation, I just got an alert that Winker hit his third home run of the day. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Wink, wink <laughs> don't stink, as we say. Yeah. Yeah, man, that dude's having having himself a day. And then my other two AL spots, I got Judge and Adolis Garcia. Okay. Okay. Ones. I have Adelis Garcia as well, um, but I have one that he's apparently not eligible for outfield, uh, but Lourdes Goriel. No. Yeah. He's purely, been. purely for defense. His, his, he's offensively just been okay, um, but he leads the league in outfield assists. He has been unreal in left field. I'm, I'm not sure if we mentioned this in our interview with Adrian or if we were talking about it afterwards, Noah, but I think we were kind of talking about how, like, defense, like, you never really see. I'm not even sure if we talked to Adrian about this now, but. Mm-hmm. defense like is a horrible factor to make uh an all-star game because like you'll never see the stud defender with like a sub not saying goriel has a sub 200 batting average but you won't see a defensive star with a sub two average yeah make it while there's yeah, it like a happen. dude playing horrible defense with a great batting average yeah yeah because lourdes, lourdes goriel's got you know he's batting 259 he's only got five home runs he's he's batting okay but defensively he's just been so okay. good i want to throw some other names out here see what you guys think of them for sure, offense sure. before we move on cedric mullins he'd be yeah. a fun one yes. i think he'll Jordan. make it because the orioles got to have some oh unless they just have means be their only one but he might be injured means kind of got beat up today yeah yeah, his shoulder, yeah we'll see i mean mullins is batting 322 his OPS is 923. Like, it's kind of hard to leave that out right now. That's not, yeah. I said that early. Yeah. Austin Meadows, he's an interesting one. Yeah, I think leads baseball in RBI last time I yeah. checked, I think. I mean, he's his batting average is 244, not that high, but his on base is 347. OPS is 878. Yeah. Uh, 
for the National League, another fun one would be Brian Reynolds, an ex-Giant. Love the switch hitting hmm. outfielders. Yeah. He'll probably be the. I'm trying to think who else would from the Pirates would make it. He'll, or Adam, Adam Frazier. Yeah, Frazier. So that's kind of wild that the Pirates might actually have two people to make the All Star game because I think Brian Reynolds he's having a great season. It'd be interesting. Yeah. Definitely possible. <laughs> okay. Those your names. Go on to DH. DH. Who do you have, Adam? <laughs> Shohei. Because <laughs> he's eligible. <laughs> I know this is gonna hurt Noah though. I know exactly where Noah's going, and you just broke his heart. No, it was funny because I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna vote JD, even though I should vote Shohei. But then I looked at the numbers, and I was like, hey, no. Yeah, it's no. Like, JD, uh, no. Yeah, if yeah. my my non meme answer is your meme. Oh yeah, that's an interesting one. I, I think it's definitely. I think JD deserves it the most. Oh, for sure. And I think Otani will be the starting DH because it's a fan. Yes. Yeah. I just, I just think like in, in like who I want to see start at the all. I would love to see Yermi and Mercedes. Yeah, no, be a rookie, Yermin. a rookie All Star DH would be ridiculous. I think there's a chance we see Yermi be there. He has a bunch of hype right now. Yep. But how many DHs do they take? They're not taking. Well, I guess you could I, take Otani as a pitcher. I yeah, I don't, I don't actually know. I th- you might take one and then one as a reserve. I I haven't gone to the All Star voting yet. Can you vote for Otani as a pitcher and a DH? You can't. No, you've never been able to vote pitchers. Nope. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. The pitchers are like chosen by the manager, right? Yeah. Yeah. So That's you interesting. only pick hitters. So, so yeah, Sho- yeah, Shohei is is only as a DH. Especially because it's a fan vote, Otani. Honestly, I could see JD Martinez not making it over Otani. Otani or Mercedes. Just yeah. because it's a fan vote, which yeah. is wild to say because I think like he's having an amazing season. He's top six in war. Or yeah. I mean in OPS, sorry. Yeah, eligible hitters. It's crazy though. Like the Red Sox, such a huge fan base, but they've always like struggled with fan vote All Star Game stuff. It's yeah, weird. which is why it's actually kind of crazy that like I think Castellanos and Winker both absolutely deserve starting All Star stuff, but I it'll probably only be one of them. It'll probably uh, even, I like, wouldn't I be shocked like, for starting. Yeah, yeah, for starting it'll probably only be. One. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they did both end up though, because they're getting a lot of like national hype this year. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because they're both louder right. guys too that express themselves a little bit more. So yeah, the exactly. highlights kind of go around a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I don't know. It, it'll Just saying, it's definitely possible that we don't see both of them starting. And to be fair, the All Star Game's a long way out. Everything. Yeah, we could say this is also super early. <laughs> yeah, this is also yeah. super early. But uh, if that's all the All Star Game talk we have, yeah, then. Uh, as we start to jump into some storylines from throughout this week, I think it's important that we start off with by far the most important okay. moment okay. that happened I, this week. I got a little worried you weren't going to start with the right one. Anything over the outfield of Hurt, it's over. There's a fly ball, and this is going to do it. And it's going to be deep left center. What is up with the audio? That's off MLB.com. You can, I mean, I guess the fans in Buffalo are just going so crazy for that walk-off sack fly. It's because um, the it's because oh I think it's because the the like the stands are so close in the on at Salem Field. It's we love you, Joey. Yeah, <laughs> and also just because oh, the Toronto fans just love Joe Panic. Yeah, oh, man, yeah. dude, how can you not love Joe Panic? No, I've been saying yeah. this since day one. Yeah, Joe Panic, <laughs> walk-off sack fly. You know, I shouted out Joe Panic before I shouted out George Springer. And so far this year, you can't tell me I'm wrong because George has Springer more hits. hasn't played. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hey, look, up until this week, Springer still had more home runs. Yeah, no, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> well, let's talk about Joe Panic's last seven games. Three, He's been five... great. Okay, wait, I'm doubting these stats I typed down now because for some reason the batting average is higher than the on-base percentage. Is that Because he hit thing? a sack fly. Sack oh, fly. yeah, because he hit the sack fly. So he's batting 385, on-base percentage of 370, slugging 654, and OPS over 1,000. Yeah. You got to just love it. Yeah. Joe Panic with an OPS over 1,000. Who would have thought? Uh, All-around stud. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm changing my all star vote. Put Joe Panic in. <laughs> Joe I don't even know if he's eligible. I guess you could write him in. <laughs> I'm writing him in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I almost did. Um... <laughs> he's, he's also been putting in a lot of valuable time starting at third base. He's been uh, he's been really good. Stud. That's all you need to say. But well, yeah, I mean, the real stud is Jacob Degrom. Oh my gosh, dude. It's yeah, it's it's you know, funny. It's, I, I don't know if I've been spoiled with Jacob Degrom, but I need to see something at the plate. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you did earlier this week. Uh, he had a start where he went six innings pitched, eight strikeouts, you know, shutout, the six shutout innings, and then he had a nice. He had a hit, yeah, he had an RBI hit in that one as too. Oh. But then, but then last night he Was went seven shutout or? innings, eleven. I think yeah, I think he won both. Oh man, look at that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then last night, seven shutout innings at 10 punch. Oh, 11 strikeouts, but no hits. So, like, basically just a wasted appearance. Yeah. Why bother? Yeah. But yeah, Jacob DeGrom, nine starts. He's not given up more than a run in any of them. Ridiculous. He, he's not human. It's like we, I touched on this a, a while ago with just like how I thought. You Darvish wasn't getting enough noise, but it's interesting when you look at the NL, how many absolutely incredible pitching performances are just kind of like ho-hum because Jacob deGrom is just legitimately that much better. Yeah, like the next best oh. ERA in the MLB is Kevin Gossman. He's at a one two seven for starters. DeGrom's at 0.62. Yeah, that's... He is less than half the ERA of the next best guy. No, yeah, like I, I honestly, I mean, I, I knew like that Max Scherzer wasn't struggling or anything, but he's out here with a 2-2-2 ERA, an 8 whip, and he has 104 strikeouts over 77 innings pitch this year. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> part of that's just like, yeah, that's just Mad Max doing Mad Max things. But like, what the heck? And then it's just like, but yeah, he's like not even anywhere close to DeGrom. Oh yeah. my gosh. And, and really, nobody is. I mean, just at all, period. The <laughs> National League pitcher of the month for May is. I mean, oh, he's yeah. not. No one is. <laughs> no one's close. Don't Gossman's the closest. Yeah, you know, fair <laughs> enough. DeGrom was hurt most of the month, and that may be why Gossman won it. But hey, yeah. Gossman won it. <laughs> that is true. I think all 10 of his uh, Gossman strikeouts um, were on splitters in his most recent start. I yeah, I, his I dude Cousins' recent start was so great. He just only threw like splitters and fastballs. I love that about him. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's great. You know what he's gonna throw, and you still can't do much about it. Yeah, it's amazing. It's fun to watch for sure. I. But fun, he fun tangent stat with Gossman and yeah, Degrom. Yeah. Gossman's got seventy-seven and two-thirds 
pitched. DeGrom has 58. They both have 93 strikeouts. Yeah. No. That's so dumb. <laughs> They've been striking such out a, a lot of guys. Such a ridiculous number. Just DeGrom's numbers just compared to anybody is just so insane. Yeah, I heard the I heard the most impressive pitching stat that I think I've ever heard on starting nine that Jacob DeGrom uh, is the best starting pitcher in baseball in terms of efficiency of least amount of pitches per inning. And mm-hmm. he's the best starting pitcher in terms of strikeouts per nine. Yeah, no, you don't that, ever see that. What, yeah. How does Wild. that work? <laughs> that, that's, that, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 14.4 strikeouts per nine. That, that's a lot of strikeouts. That's a, that's so many strikeouts. You want to talk about someone else striking out a bunch? Uh, let's talk about Jared Kalanick. Kalanick. Oh. Kalanick. How do you say that last name? Kalanick. I always miss it. Kalanick. Kalanick. Yeah, I clearly know how to speak. Um, so, I mean, we were hyped for him, right? Like, rightfully so. Yeah. Dude, dude was strong. a stud. And so far, uh, not good. Things have been rough in Major League Baseball for Jared. Definitely I'll give him one thing. I'll give him one thing. He's consistent. Consistently bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he comes up to the he comes up to the plate, and you know what he's gonna do. <laughs> he is O for his last thirty nine at bats, dude. That, that is, is not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has eight hits and eighty three at bats, rocking a ninety six batting average. Damn. And oh, 96, dude. Sounds like me oh. in high school. <laughs> I mean, no, dude, yeah. there was hype around this guy. Best prospect in baseball, and that's what we get. I mean, like, my quick just knee-jerk reaction is just like, yeah, it's just going to happen sometimes. Like, you look at Vlad, it took him a while to put things together. But also, like, 0 for 39 is like, that could really mess with your psyche, you know? For sure. Yeah. Like, that's not think... just the Vlad struggles. That's 0 for 39, you know? Yeah. Like, do you think he needs to be, like, you know how there was that whole thing of, like, oh, he's ready, and they're holding him back, blah, blah, blah. Like, is it a thing where, like, maybe he wasn't ready and he needs I to go feel back like you to just, the minors? This is when you just drop him to single A. You let him oh. break for a week. And then you're like, get your confidence back. Now come back. <laughs> you know, we don't see teams do that, and they really should do it. More. They really should. Could you, you know imagine they, how great that would be? Yeah. You know, I think I have the real Mike solution. Mike Trout's 0 for 10. Put him in single A. Yeah. No, but like seriously though, because like no, that's a win-win, right? You've got a guy who's on a slump. Like, let's say, yeah, just for whatever reason, Mike Trout is like over for the last week. Like he's just he's like over 20 something. He's just having a rough time. You send him to your single A affiliate, you sell out your single A affiliate, because they're all gonna all want to see Mike Trout. So that's a win for your single A. It's a win for Mike Trout because he's gonna go five for five with five home runs. And then you bring him back and he's happy. He's like, you're like, Hey, you had your, you had a day off. You had a day of just like extended batting practice against real people. And I mean, that's what the Mets did pretty much with the Grom, right? That is basically what, yeah, right. Exactly. They were like, here, go pitch against a bunch of children. (laughs) I just imagine a bunch of of five-year-olds in the batter's box against chickens. Uh, if you can't tell adam hasn't had much sleep recently um but <laughs> no but i got the better idea is jared connick you're over the last 39 come play some slow pitch softball on monterey on me and brian's team <laughs> just rake and then go back up you know just 
the confidence back. (sighs) Oh, man. Oh, let's speak of someone who's getting their confidence back. Frankie Lindor, dude. There was, I mean, I'm not going to say I was worried about Francisco Lindor coming into the season because like, or with his struggles, I should say, because it's Francisco Lindor. He had a long history of success, but man, you want to throw these stats out for us, Noah? Yeah. So uh, over the last seven days, it's an 11, uh, 32 OPS. Very, very nice. And then over the last 14 days, a little bit longer stretch, nice 286 average, 824 OPS. And I think that's not just going to help, you know, obviously it's good for Lindor, but I think having the presence of Lindor and then like not having to answer as many questions in post-game interviews about Lindor is just going to help the whole team stabilize a little bit. Yeah. I mean, even from the management side, like the management probably were hearing all the fans talking. They were like, oh man, did we mess this up? Like we traded for this dude. We gave him all this money. Like not to say they were not a fan base. You want to make mad either. Yeah. I mean, not to say like, I don't think you're ever worried about acquiring someone of Francisco Lindor's talent level, but with his struggles, there probably was a brief moment where they were like, "Uh Oh, this isn't good. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just hope. I don't know. It's just like confidence is such a huge thing in baseball where failure is such a huge part of the game that uh, you just hope that he writes the ship. Sometimes, you know, it looks like he's finally writing the ship and, you know, the Mets could have a huge second half. Yeah. I mean, it's Francisco Lindor. Like at the end of the day, I don't think anyone's arguing that he's not a top five shortstop in baseball. So. Well, you know, this would have happened a lot sooner if they just put him on our slow pitch softball team for a couple of games. <laughs> yeah. If they just dropped him, they yeah, dropped him to single A and let him rake for you know, a couple afternoons. Let him hit off a couple of five-year-olds. His confidence would mm-hmm. be back right away. Yeah, absolutely. I just imagining uh, Francisco Lindor hitting a bomb off of a five-year-old and then doing what Juan Soto did to Zach Wheeler um, earlier this week. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this. You guys got to check it out if you didn't. Um, Juan Soto hits a oppo taco off of Zach Wheeler and then doesn't even watch the ball at all, just immediately stares at Zach Wheeler while he's getting out of the box. And it was like, <laughs> Juan Soto, He's. I mean, his numbers are still very solid, but he's not – quite had a one soda year so far and i think he's just like trying to get so locked in as like he's using everything to fuel him and he's I, just like honestly yeah. don't know if there's a more fun player to watch in the batter's box like, I, not not even just not even swing no i'm not even talking oh. about swinging i'm just talking about their approach like Juan soto's approach is so much fun to watch yeah devers is hilarious to watch too but he he's more just like gets really mad and yells at himself a little bit and like hits himself on the head. But Soto's just like always dancing, always <laughs> gets his whole body into every second yeah. of the at bat. It's fun. Yeah, That's like true. how are you supposed to? Like it must be so hard to get into it as a pitcher, just looking at Juan Soto do his little thing in the box. Yeah, definitely distracting. Oh. <laughs> how am I supposed yeah. to pitch to this guy? Also, I don't know if you guys saw uh, what Ronald Acuna did this week, but he took a walk and then bat flipped the walk. And went yeah, off, uh, off Bauer. Oh, dude, that is so great. I love everything about that. Dude, I what love a bat more. flip off a walk. Why not? Give me more bat flips. I want it. Then watch the KBO. They bat <laughs> flip go. everything. They bat flip flyouts. You gotta love it. Also, Wilson Contreras bat flips flyouts as well. Yeah. 
more often. Why, why, why should I have to just lay the bat down? Let me just fling it all over the place. More fun that way. You know, it's funny. Someone... Oh, oh you're going to say. Oh, no. So um, talking about, we mentioned Vlad Jr. recently, then Acuna Jr. I think one big storyline that might, you know, persist for the rest of the year, this might be the hottest home run race we've had in a long time. We got all three juniors up there. We got Adolis Garcia, and then right behind them, we got Winker, uh, Otani, and Devers. But it's just a bunch of young studs. And then I love just Garcia being up there, some guy that you've never heard of before as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, and Otani too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of fun talent right now leading the home run race, and it's not names we're used to seeing. Like, it's not a no hate to Nelson Cruz, but it's not a Nelson Cruz in the race. Like. It just it's refreshing to have some new names. Yeah. And then like there's also a, like a couple that are, you know, still up there that could that are, you know, able to get up up and compete for the top spot seemingly at any time. Guys like Matt Olson or Javi Baez could absolutely, you know, even go on Aaron a tear. Judge, you know, Aaron yeah, Judge, Judge is at well. 14. He's not that many back like. Yep. You definitely could see a tear out of some Where's of where's guys. Joe Panic on the uh <laughs> you know, Brandon Crawford's only six home runs behind. <laughs> Where's Joe <laughs> I like how no, I got no response for that one. Take your time. <laughs> Take your time, Adam. <laughs> There's 42 pages of batters. Um, I'm going to uh, wager he's Joe somewhere Panic in has, his 30s. I believe Joe Panic has two home runs on the year. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. Hey, uh, saying how the leader's at what, 18 now? Yeah, he's yeah, probably. Hey, but back. how many walk off sack flies does Vlad have? That's what I uh, I, I, I don't think he has any this year. That's right. You know, someone I want to talk about, not in the home run race, is Blake Snell. Oh yeah, we we had our we had our worries about Blake Snell. We did. We we were kind of observations. Yeah, more than our worries. That that is fair enough. We did observe and talk about how he was kind of just a five inning pitcher, and it was starting to seem like he was low innings, and we hadn't really seen the dominance we expect out of a pitcher of Blake Snell level and do you know what he finally got back to form seven innings pitch one hit one walk 10 strikeouts yeah looked great to see it and he was screaming after his i think his last batter face was a strikeout and he was all hyped up and it was a close win too two nothing so it wasn't like uh he was in there just to try and eat up a few innings in a big win it was like he's in there because he's our best guy right now we're leaving him out there um so yeah, that adds a whole nother it's crazy you think about how good the Padres have been and they just like haven't had that good of Blake Snell yet. You know, like not just like he wasn't going deep, but it's like he wasn't going deep because he wasn't pitching that well. Yeah. So yeah. So, yeah terrifying sure. roster of pitchers. And then talking just while we're on the subject of pitching, we probably should bring up the sticky stuff. You know. Yeah. The the liquid cement. We got more news it. about it. <laughs> yeah. so more stuff happening. The MOB has started to take a hard stance against these substances, whatever you want to call them. And they are starting with like a 10 game suspension if you get caught. Which for a pitcher is a long time if you're uh, a starting pitcher. I mean, that's two starts if you're a starter, if you think about it. Yeah, so but I'm talking about what worse. that does to your rotation. Oh yeah, definitely is is not team. good. <laughs> but also, if you're not cheating, it's not an issue, right? 
So (laughs) two ways to look at that one. (laughs) It's interesting that they're like, didn't they say they were going to be doing like, they're going to be cracking down before the year. And now they're like, okay, we're going to be cracking down. It's like, you already said that. Why weren't you just already doing it? I think they, they were trying to throw a warning out and was hoping that was enough. And now it's gotten to a point where they're like, wow, our warning did nothing. (laughs) We actually got to do something. But this warning did something, didn't it? Hmm. Yeah, so we saw a pitcher that may or may not play for the New York Yankees. Schmerit Schmoll. May or may not. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say may or may not have a last name that rhymes with Dole. Um, You know, he, he had his worst start of the season after this news came out. And, you know, if you look at the spin rate, he's one of the ones who, when upon arriving in Houston's, spin rate of his pitches just magically went up yeah i mean i don't know i'm not saying and if you want to look at you know more spin rate stuff i know somebody did there's a you know trevor bauer his most recent start since that news came out and his his fastball is like 200 rpm less than it had been for the season average on that start kind of thing i mean we're not saying we're just giving you guys numbers. You can make your observation yourself. Oh, I totally realized I was saying stuff and I was muted. <laughs> <laughs> I, was I, was going, I was like, no, it's really quiet. I was like, but yeah, but Garrett Cole, his spin rate numbers were just saying that they've been all season, right? And that start that he got beat up. Oh, in, right? they were? I had I did not look at no, 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 spin they rate. No, I'm being they definitely oh, weren't. Oh. They were, <laughs> okay. they were, they were down a couple or hundred, just like Bauer across yeah. the board i kind of want to look at gosman's I'm, i haven't looked at his i'm interested if his spin rate stuff went he would you, know, you know who's you know whose performance just didn't change uh degrom because he's he's not actually human <laughs> yeah well it's funny i was starting to think i wonder if degrom's using sticky stuff like i mean he's great he would be great without and, it but like you know I, this is the worst part about it is we have to have this conversation about every pitcher pitching good where it's like are they cheating or are they legit yeah i I don't know and i think it sucks again to to some degree though right it doesn't it doesn't make a bad pitcher good well yeah right it's and and i think I, i said the same thing last time it's like corking a bat you could take a swing with a a non-corked bat and hit a ball 400 feet and then with a corked one hit it 450 or whatever yes and Um, i mean but but you still have to be good enough to hit you know you still have to be good enough to make that contact you still have to be good enough to throw the pitches in the locations and have you know at least some baseline level of skill and talent to do so yes well we could use garrett cole as an example for this we're not sure if he uses it 100 percent. like none of us can really say that but if you look at garrett cole in pittsburgh i mean garrett cole is never I would say he was never a top 10 pitcher in Pittsburgh, but he was never horrible. Like there's a reason the Houston Astros traded for him specifically. So uh, I don't know. It it is an interesting thing to look at. And to be fair, it wasn't just spin rate stuff in Houston. It was also which pitches you're using in Houston as well. And it's a lot of technology. It's a lot of technology that, Cole didn't get in a team like Pittsburgh and Gosman didn't get on a team like Baltimore. Like some of those lower budget teams, whatever you want to call them, lower, smaller market teams, they're just not going to have the same level of investment and preparation that some of the big organizations will have. Yeah, for sure. Um, so any other highlights uh, from the week that you guys are wanting to talk about? 
Uh, I, I'm kind of intrigued for this next conversation. You ready? Oh, well, I was gonna say Pilar's back. Yes. Oh, and yeah. He looks, he, he looks so badass now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although apparently Mets fans were giving him crap about it, which is kind of lame. Okay. If you get hit in the nose with a freaking 93 mile an hour fastball, you don't have to hear. Yeah. And then, and then come back in two weeks. Yeah, seriously. Like he was not gone for long. I will always love Kevin Pilar and support everything he does. He's, Just like my boy so Joe Panic. But yeah, he's back. He got to hit his first uh, AB back, which was cool. Um, yeah, it's just good to see Pilar back. He's yeah. such a good dude. Really, yeah, one of the one of the good guys in baseball for sure. But before we get to our new segment, I want to I want to officially state something on this podcast. Ooh, so ooh, ooh. I'm after after getting to look at the the White Sox Southside uniforms like in game, I no longer just think that they're you know a good uniform i think they're a very good uniform they're real Ooh. cool to look at especially some of the players were wearing these really cool black cleats that also I had mean, the pinstripes on them you can't then, mention, you can't forget yeah. to mention the coolest guy on the field the coolest the guy the hippest guy on the <laughs> on the field the <gasps> the hippest video coach in the physically league. hurt did, did, did you see the picture of tony la Russa, though adam i watched the video oh the ha- yeah with the hat sideways you gotta love yeah. it <laughs> no no <laughs> I what hope cool kids. Just I know. hope that the lounge that they renamed uh, Larusa Lounge it just has that picture plastered all over it now. <laughs> oh man, that would be iconic, man. I would love that. Oh, oh, dude, it's a great picture. It really is. But in general, those jerseys are beautiful. I'm excited for the future. I think I saw a sneak peek of the next one, and I was not too impressed by them. Uh, it was for the Chicago Cubs, and I believe it said Wrigleyville across the front, which is oh, kind of yeah. weird. Mm. I don't know how I feel about Wrigleyville, but maybe that's something for Chicago people that they're yeah. all about. I don't really yeah, know. Maybe. But Wrigleyville just doesn't seem to roll off the tongue well. Yeah, oh, and the Giants had some really cool Pride uh, logo stuff that I thought looked really clean. Yeah, look yeah nice. so... Every I believe every Saturday home game they're going to be wearing those. I could be wrong, yeah, but they look really clean. Yeah, I during, think during it's June. I think it's like yeah, it's like their orange jerseys when they're at home on Saturday and they're going to wear the Pride San Francisco logo with the patch on the side. Even Longoria, who went on the injured list, he has like the little arm sleeve with the rainbow colors on it. it looked really cool. Yeah, it looks good. But uh, now onto our new segment uh, that will kind of be more towards the end of the podcast. It's just simply called who is the best. So this is going to be a segment where we'll talk about who's the best either at a certain position or maybe just at doing a specific thing in baseball. And then we just all talk about it. And um, so I think for our first installment, the question is who's the best third baseman? Mm, this is a good one. Yeah, it's I will start off with why I chose this. So I was just looking at Rafael Devers stats as one does, especially after that three run homer he cranked Friday night. And then I was just like, wait, is Rafael Devers the best third baseman in baseball? And I just like didn't realize it. And I don't know. And then I was just starting to look at some other stuff. Um because Devers, he has his defensive struggles. He has very good range. He's very athletic, but then just makes 
some simple plays look so difficult at times. Yeah, so uh, he's yeah. Worth, he's been worth negative one defensive run saved this year. <laughs> Definitely not <laughs> ideal on the defensive end. Yeah, he's had some real good stretches, but then just had like a two or two game stretch where occasionally where he just makes it, it all piles up real quick for him. <laughs> yeah. So on uh fan graphs, they actually have Devers ranked as the 13th best defensive third baseman this year. Uh, actually one ahead of Matt Chapman, which is very interesting, hmm. but Matt Chapman also has four defensive runs saved. So I don't know. These are some really interesting stats. I don't know what they're using. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What are your, some of your guys' initial thoughts for uh, who the best third baseman is? I mean, I agreed in my all-star thing. I definitely yeah. thought Devers was the best. Well, I think there's a difference between who's the all-star right now and who's and the best third baseman. I think it also depends how we want to look at this. Do we want to look at who's the best third baseman this season? Because I think if it's this season, I think you have an extremely strong argument for Devers. Yeah. But if you want to talk over the last five years it's hard not to mention guys like nolan arenado jose ramirez matt chapman even josh yeah. donaldson bregman <laughs> what yeah what if bregman. <laughs> what if the question just like who would you if you're picking a team who would you take austin riley <laughs> yeah i mean austin riley wouldn't be a bad he's, choice because yeah. he's he's younger he's a younger uh, guy is, who's Devers also really, is really young though too isn't he I think he might be the same age austin riley yeah. and Devers might be the same age i think riley's younger i think riley uh, Google searching Riley does not bring you Austin. Riley Austin Austin Riley <laughs> is also 24, oh, but okay. He so Riley is, is younger older than I thought. Yeah, he's like six months younger than. So Devers. I'd probably if I'm starting a team, I'd probably take Devers, even though I think Austin Riley can play some outfield, so the flexibility of positional might be more helpful. But eh, who really cares? Either another one. interesting name is Yoan Moncada. He's having a really good season. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean. If we look at total war for third baseman, Yoan Moncada actually leads all of third baseman. He's been worth 2.6 war, and the second best third baseman being Devers is worth 2.2. So, I mean, it's not a major gap, but it's definitely one that exists. Yeah, I think of one third baseman who's been having a solid season, but in terms of you know exit velocity is poised to maybe break out a little bit pretty soon is Manny Machado. And it, it, that's another complete player, too, with the defense yeah, and offense. For sure. Um, but another name that I just think of, like a third baseman that I fear in games is for sure Alex Bregman. You know, yeah. That, yeah. he just knows how to do what he does and he does it very well. You know, what's um, pretty crazy is Bregman's actually the seventh third baseman in war this year. So that's pretty crazy thinking he's that far down. Uh, actually, a name that kind of surprised me, number six on the list is Joey Wendell. Joey Wendell's had an amazing year this year. Yeah, yeah. He's been great. I, I can definitely say i did not expect joey windle to be in the top six of war for third baseman yeah like a year or two ago he was well i think two or three years ago he's playing pretty solid and then he just shattered his wrist and it took him a while to come back but now i think he's confident that his body's healthy and he's playing well it's good to see yeah man and i gotta shout out my boy evan longoria he's number five in the league in war for third baseman he's been having a and really good year yeah, I mean, dude, he if you look at his offensive numbers, he, he literally is performing better than he has ever in his career, which is crazy to say because Evan Longoria has had a really good career. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a shame he's going to be out for a month and a half, month to a month and a half. 
because he was really starting to figure it out and to play and he's becoming a problem man yeah i could rattle off the advanced stance if you wish average exit velocity 99th percentile hard hit percentage very best in baseball x woba 96 percentile x batting average 92nd x slugging 97th percentile bear percentage 91st percentile chase rate 93rd percentile and then outs above average defensive metric 94th percentile yeah man so the the guy was just doing it all for the giants at the age of 35 and mm -hmm. man it just they're definitely gonna miss him for the next month because like they have they're gonna have to put like man who are they gonna play at third they're gonna play (laughs) wilmer flores (laughs) which i mean i like wilmer flores but he's no evan longoria (laughs) That's so. like, oh man, that's. Oh, that's so rough. it'll probably be a combination of Flores, Dubon, and maybe Jason Vossler. I don't know. Giants have a lot of injuries, so it's going to be interesting. You know who we haven't mentioned, and they've had a not. Oh, I I thought of two people. One, they're not having a good year, and one, they're having a good year. One that's not having a good year, Matt Chapman. Yeah. And then the other, Nolan Arenado, who's having a good year. I briefly mentioned Arnado, but Arnado's oh, yeah. having a good year, man. He's, uh, I think he is, wait, where's my war? Um, yeah, he's actually the fourth best third baseman in war. So Jose Ramirez is number two, Nolan Arnado's fourth. And all, I mean, dude, Nolan Arnado's been doing it for a long time. Dude's good. Yeah. And he's been doing it, I mean, not the same rate at, in Colorado, obviously, but he's been doing it at a good rate this year, too. Yeah, I mean, dude, 11 home runs, 330 on base percentage. <laughs> I'll take that any day. So do we want to make our final uh, statements for who's the best third baseman? Oh, Early, I, I think it's Devers. I, I think. Okay, if I'm going to say I'm building a team, I'll take Devers. I'll probably take Devers. If I'm going to say – if I'm, and that's if I'm building a team for the future. If I'm building a team to win a World Series this year, I'll probably take Arenado. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I'll go Devers. But if you were to say my second choice for winning a World Series this year, I think I'd take Bregman. Oh, okay. Bregman's, I mean, you can't go wrong with Bregman. Yeah. Yeah. Bregman's just a solid option. You know, another name we didn't mention was Justin Turner. Like, he's older. He's just been doing it for so long, though. Dude, if you got MLB The Show, do that. April monthly award program. Get that Justin Turner dude rakes. Hey, I mean, Justin Turner's always raked in the show, literally and figuratively. Like, yeah. he really rakes in the MLB and the video game. So, I mean, uh, yeah, Justin, Justin Turner, like, he's just been a pain in the Giants' back for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And if you're trying to win a World Series this year, that's on the higher I, end of the list, too, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Just with his experience and veteran ability. Man, yeah. well, I think this was a great episode. We had a fire interview with Adrian. Oh, yeah. Just overall great conversations. Yeah, it was very fun. <laughs> yeah. Anything you want to leave off with? Uh, I got con- none. Congrats again to Adam and also thank you to Adrian for all his support. I'm going to make this statement now. Oh. If ever we get to the point where we make merchandise and we make shirts adrian gets her very first shirt for free <laughs> oh, i mean yeah I, 
I can't hate on that. I don't know if we ever get there, but hey. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Thank you very much, Adrian. <laughs> you might get a shirt in a few years. <laughs> Probably never. Who knows? We'll see. Anyways, uh, Giants in first place. Go Giants. Uh, Joe Panics, the GOAT of all MLB, best player in the league, face yeah. baseball, starting AL second baseman in the All-Star game. And with that... <laughs> when and where is the statue going to be built is all I want to know. <laughs> Yeah, I know. At this pace, he's getting one in San Francisco and Toronto. Mm-hmm. And maybe my front yard. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. We'll see you guys later. Goodbye.